So, so we had a request from Yafia to talk about one of Allah's names, Al-Muqsit. And I'm going to read some of it, and then we'll talk about it. Now, the way, the way this talking stuff works, the way that I approach it, is um, to get your brain in, in gear in thinking about Allah and being able to talk about it in terms of Allah's names and uh, and at the same time, the trick is not to let it get personal, but to, to keep uh, in, in the so bet, in the discussion that we keep it about the subject, in this case, which is Al-Muqsit. And I'll read some material and then we can talk about it and it's okay to move wherever it takes us because what we're learning here is reflection and that reflection isn't necessary, necessarily linear. So this is from The Name of the Named and we're talking about Al-Muqsit. Assalamu alaikum, Manda, Rukaya. Salam. Allah is the one who acts and distributes injustice and fairness. How harmonious and balanced is the creation, all the beauties in heaven and earth, mountains, seas, sunsets, flowers, and also eyes to see. If there were none to see, wouldn't the creation of all these beauties be without sense? If the earth were closer to the sun, all of us on its face would have burned to ashes. If it were further, we would have frozen. How right is its place? And if the oxygen in the air had been more or less, it would have harmed us or have taken several million years to adapt. Allah, the equitable one, gives riches to some and poverty to others. He gives power to some, weakness to others, valor to some, fear to others. He gives what he gives to the right ones, although some of it may use it one way and others another way, making us doubt. We do not know what he knows, for we can see only what is in front of us while he sees and knows the whole. When we see laws, order, and harmony in an institution, in a town, in a country, we attribute it to the existence of a just and intelligent leader. If we could see the cosmic order or the order in ourselves, who are microcosms, we would see the proof of Allah, the equitable one. Allah treats his servants equitably. Not a single good deed goes unnoticed. Each receives a reward. Mistakes, errors, injustices are corrected. When people tyrannize each other, he takes from the tyrant and gives to the tyrannized one. Yet in doing this, he renders both content. Only Allah can do that. It is reported in a hadith that the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, smiled. And Hazrat Umar asked, what is it that amuses you, O messenger of Allah? And the messenger of Allah answered, I see two men among my people who are in front of Allah Most High. One says, O Lord, take from this man that which is rightfully mine. 
Allah Most High tells the other man, give to your brother what belongs to him. The usurper responds, O Lord, I have no good deeds with which to repay this man. Allah turns to the wronged one and says, what should I do to your brother? He has nothing left to give you. The wronged one says, O Lord, let him take some of my sins. With tears in his eyes, the messenger of Allah said, that is the day of judgment. That day is a day when each person will wish to carry, have others carry their sin. Then he continued to relate, after the wronged one has wished the usurper to take over some of his sins, Allah asks him to lift his head and look at paradise. He says, O Lord, I see cities of silver and gold, palaces bedecked with pearls. For which prophet, which saint, which martyr are these palaces? Allah Most High says, they are for those who can pay their price. The man who was wrong says, who could possibly pay the prices of these? Allah said, perhaps you could. The man says, how, O Lord, I have nothing. What could I do to gain the price of paradise? Allah al-Muqsit says, by forgiving your brother, by giving up your claim in that which he took from you. The wrong man says, I forgive him, my Lord. I do not want my right. Allah, the most merciful, the most generous, says, then hold your brother's hand and enter my paradise together. Fear Allah and fear doing harm to each other. Make peace among yourselves, for Allah Most High will make peace between the believers on the Day of Judgment. So, there's a lot to discuss here. <coughs> I'm going to share screen. I wrote up a couple of, oh, hi, Yasmin, Salaamu Alaikum. Um, let me share my screen. How do I, sh oh, there it is, sorry. So, this is what I put together. Blaming and forgive, can you see this? Yes, Jay. Oh, good. So, some of the things that uh, Allah balances out is expansion and contraction, day and night, justice both for the for the one who has been wronged and for the one who wants right uh, power and weakness health and illness poverty and wealth joy and sorrow blame and forgiving so this idea about justice now i'm going to go back to you yafia you had asked about amuxit what about it are you looking at um i'm interested in balance sometimes when thinking of justice i think that word has quite a lot of baggage from various justice systems we have in this world which um are anything other than um but these scales the balance and balance in in our lives following this the middle way yeah. of, of going to extremes is, is what I was thinking of when mm -hmm. I made the suggestion. Mm -hmm. So 
pick one of these and let's talk about it. Which one would you like to talk about? Um, expansion, contraction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as Sufis, we, you know, we're fighting our nafs and we're trying to get close to Allah. And sometimes things are working out and we feel close to Allah. And then other times it feels like it was a memory that we once were <laughs> close to Allah, that we're now very far away and it feels like you're looking at Allah in a, in a rearview mirror that there's, that's way behind. But what that does is it motivates our yearning in our heart and pulls us back towards Allah or Allah towards us. So the idea of expanding and contracting, or if you like, high, the highs and lows of life, um, is kind of like a big ocean. And the ocean is not steady state. The ocean's always going up and down as mm -hmm. a liquid. And uh, that might be our lives as well and being in this world. Nothing, nothing is at rest or at peace except within our heart. Now, the idea of expansion, contraction, the idea of like, um, I've done my zikr, I've done my prayers, I'm with Allah, things are good. You know, starting school today or I got paid today or, you know, family's doing good. My, my daughter looked at me for once today. That was fantastic. Yeah. You know, you get, you know, little moments that you feel uh, close and the, uh, and then that necessarily means that at some point there's going to be some distance and this up and down that we have of closeness or connection and disconnection is all part of life and learning to live with that in a way that you're not either uh, too high or too low. You are riding the waves and that if you imagine that you're like a cork that kind of floats on the top of all that, that that is actually mm. moving along in a more equitable way. Does that make sense? Yes. So in a lot of these, it requires big picture taking <laughs> looking looking at the at the large overview and uh yeah zay which one would you like to talk about one or a pair um i was just looking at justice yeah all right and that's where you want to go we're going to open the door to justice now the thing is is that uh, as we have found out, life is not fair. And people take things, people do, people do things because people are people. They will do stuff for their own sake, not for ours. And there's not a lot of um, compassion or what we talked about last week, the idea of you being the ambassador of your world and being showing respect to each other. 
That would be nice, but we have not reached that yet. So we deal with it as we have it. So justice is maintained in some countries through a system of law and order with justices, judges, police, courts, bailiffs, and incarceration, and ways to extract uh, justice. Now, that's not a law. That's people. People are going to try in wherever they are to do what laws they make up. In some, some parts of the world, that's the one who has the machete or the gun. That's the one who's giving out justice, they think. Now, as regard, regards Allah and to understand that we live, this is all Allah's world. People will do people stuff and uh, Allah can't interfere with that because that's the deal. The deal is you make your own choices. If you choose your will and not mine, then these are the results. This is what happens when you choose you. Now, as regards Allah's justice, in taking the big view, we have to look at it in terms of Allah's time. First off, we don't know when a person is going to ask for forgiveness. And it may not be in this life. And assume for a moment, just go with me here, if all things are possible with Allah, then it might be possible that souls can go from time to time, body to body, age to age, and gender to gender. Why not? So, if we look at it in terms of that, it's possible for things to play out over many lifetimes of equality or equitability becoming maintained through lessons, through experiences that a person begins to get an idea of how things actually work in Allah's way. So that a person through love and surrender comes to understand Allah just in a long time, <laughs> uh, the, the long game as it were. So different kinds of justice. Allah's justice always wills out. It will always come out because Allah is haq. Allah is the truth. Allah is muqsit and equitable and all things return to, uh, heh, I'm going to go to uh, the laws of thermodynamics of the universe, which is no energy is created or destroyed and that with every action there's a reaction and what goes around comes around. 
it's just not in our time. It's in Allah's time. What do you think, Zay? Mm, is, is it kind of similar to what could be called the concept of karma? Yeah, yeah, in the sense of like physics. If I throw if I throw a mud ball at a you know out, maybe eventually that energy that I put out will return back to me, probably in maybe even in the same way and a mud ball gets thrown at me. Just you know, physics. You know, you put something into motion, it will stay in motion until it comes to rest. And this being Allah's universe, that place is going to be from the one that initiated it. So, Sheikh, sorry, may I ask a question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Sheikh, just thinking it's a little bit general, but if, if you have a relationship or a transaction with someone or some sort of an encounter where you feel like, you've been wronged and there has been something, there's been a, an injustice in, in, in your own eyes. Um, just thinking about reconciling the, the fact that when you want to approach that situation where you feel like you've been wronged and you want to try and get some sort of justice, as, as I say, or, or is it better to maybe to sort of look at that situation to surrender and and let it go i know i'm being very general but i'm just from what you just said i'm just sort of thinking encounters that happen in one's life looking at it from big picture stuff rather than the personal and looking at it as if you know this is allah's Maybe this is, hap this is happening through Allah and this is Allah's world. And if there is some sort of injustice or in inequality coming through a relationship or, uh, you know, some sort of work situation, um, that it is, yeah, that it is Allah's doing and one we should, you know, one should just maybe look at just surrendering and letting it go and, and knowing that Allah's things will work out in the end. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'd say there's probably two paths that this forks out of. One, the first one is, is this manageable? Is there a way to achieve balance with this other person? And that is, you know, first of all, reflecting on what the situation is with that other person or persons or institution. Uh, and to, to figure out what's the smart way through here? What's, what step, is there a step I can take that will begin a process of equalization? You know, if it's with another person, then you may want to uh, delicately, delicately moved into a, uh, a question about whether that can be resolved and how can it be resolved understanding that other person if it's with uh, a hierarchy then mm. you need to step through the, the, your next uh in line in the hierarchy you don't jump 
to the high place because that will infuriate everybody in between. So you, you do it by steps. In other words, you try and find the most reasonable and, and smartest way to maneuver and navigate through um, the complex of humans. Hmm. Be- yeah, because I, I, without not being too specific, I'm thinking about a, a particular relationship in in my life where with this person there is a sense of, of I feel that there's a sense of inequality and injustice um, in my dealing with this person and in trying to sometimes reconcile and manage that it's almost like um, pouring pouring fire on the situation even though doing it delicately because not being too judgmental, but I feel like that person's really on that first level nafs that I have to win. Yeah, well, that's so, important. It's yeah. A, it's important to know what is the capacity and capability of that other person. So, you know, so walking away thinking, oh, I feel like I'm still sort of carrying something um, that I feel like I haven't, is, there hasn't been an equitable outcome, but it's nothing major but then you just sort of think well you just leave it up you know leave it up to Allah and um yeah but that that mm. doing that is a good thing to do if uh if you feel like it's irreconcilable Mm. and if or if you feel like it was just too heinous to for you to forgive then you give it to Allah and you say Allah I have no idea how to handle this it's out of my ability to take care of this. I give this to you and for you and for you personally, what you need to do is like, what do you need to do to put that down, to let mm. it go? Mm. Uh, letting go is difficult to do, even though I'm sure there's a lot of songs about it, especially uh, <laughs> watch Frozen. Um, <laughs> uh, it's nice to have a song about it, but to actually do it is a lot harder. So okay. the idea of uh, being a strategic in how to deal with a, uh, another person or something that is weighing on your heart, that is, that is, you have to take responsibility for that and figure out, okay, this is, this is interfering with me and Allah. Now, that makes it primary. That makes it really important to take care of. Then you go seek help from somebody. You know, sometimes there's things that you can't do yourself. You really, yeah. you need to, you know, get some advice, a counselor, some therapy or a shotgun. I don't know. You know? <laughs> All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you, you have to find your way through that. Uh, that is as halal as you can make it. But, you know, there's things that you can imagine. There's things that you can do. But the point is, is if you can forgive them, that is best. Mm. If you can't forgive them, then you give it to Allah. Okay. But if even if you give it to Allah, if it's still weighing on your heart, then you have to do something about that. Mm. That, and that can be, you know, 
you just find some activity that allows you to uh, discharge that energy, you know, bike riding or um, uh, uh, art, dancing, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, ice picking, you know, just something, <clears throat> something that is, uh, <laughs> reduces that energy. So it doesn't weigh on you. Yes? Yep. Okay. okay. Thanks. Zay? I'm just processing. <laughs> okay. There, there's, there's a lot. lot. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, and, and our idea of justice is our mm-hmm. idea. Allah's idea of justice, we don't know. But what we can do is um, make sure that we're not carrying regrets. When you regret something, it's like a stone in your heart. And it, it takes you back to the past. And if you're in the past, that means that you're not present. And if you're not present, then you it's difficult to be with the law because the law is here and now regrets are past things. And then there's fantasies that we have, which are future things, which also take us from the present. The idea is to catch up to this moment and to be with this moment as much as possible. That's, you know, in one way that's, that might be the purpose of justice so that you can clear the air. Um, I have a question. Um, is there a way to know if... Hmm. Actually, let me take that back. Okay, so when you leave something to Allah, you're kind of, is it like a releasing of any expectation of an outcome? It can be. Yeah, you can say, you know, Allah, you do what you need to do with, with this person because I am done with them. Hmm. Okay. But that, like I said, that doesn't mean that you've let it go. You may have to find some other means of working through it to let it go. With letting go, you need to make an intention. You can't just say, well, I'm just not going to think about it anymore. Because it's like, you know, nefs in those cases are like little worms. They'll burrow into something and kind of (laughs) stay there until, you know, something activates it. Then it comes out and acts like a uh, an attack machine we don't want that am i making any sense here yep oh good yeah <laughs> i was thinking of some kind of like a far a wolf or something attacking you know uh, what the, what that what i mean by that that energy is kind of like a uh, knee-jerk reaction that all of a sudden appears emotionally and you don't know where it comes from you know all of a sudden you're 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 in a rage and you don't know why somebody's triggered 
an old regret, something that you haven't taken care of, is what I mean by that. Do you understand? You understand. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Amina? Anything you'd like to uh, look at here? Um, okay. Um, to add to that or just to choose a... You can choose one of these, yeah. Okay. Um, we kind of... Did we just touch on blame and forgiving in, in that as well? In a, a little bit, yeah. The idea... Uh, but, you know, when you go into that area, you also need to know why... why for example, why I do, why I would blame somebody or why somebody would blame me. And and then how to deal with that. And then the other side of that, which is forgiving. Yeah. Um, when we blame somebody else, uh, that means that we are kind of giving up our responsibilities uh, and not taking care of what needs to be done. If I blame somebody, it means that I am, uh, I, it's an easy way out, it, you know, and, it, and it's, uh, it's not helpful. I think if understanding it, you can increase the, um, uh, the relationship in some way. For example, if, you know, well, you didn't take the trash out, you know, you say that to somebody, uh, and and they and they, it, it 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 creates non-peace. It it creates uh, a nefs environment. And whenever you do nefs, whatever it is, it's like you've put petrol out there, and all it has to, somebody has to do is light it, and off and then we have another fire. We don't need that. Forgiving puts the fire out. And what we try to say is it's better to not be defensive. And unless it's, it's, you know, there's something integral connected with it and that you're representing a very important truth or an aspect that is uh, reflected in your relationship with the law. Otherwise, somebody blames you. You have to consider, you know, what what's going on here? What's the reality? And usually the other person is feeling bad about something or they're feeling angry. It may not have anything to do with you, but to see it as um, there, there's, there's some illness here. There's a disease of some kind, a dis-ease, and that maybe you can be of help in resolving that. So the idea is not to, not to take it on, but to look at it and ask the question, you know, what is it that I am going to having, having done? And uh, then you can always apologize. I'd say generally it's better to apologize first. And you go, look, I'm sorry. Um, I wasn't aware. And I wasn't aware that it was important to you. Uh, I'll try and do better next time. You know, just don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, the forgiving, that is something you should be working on, each one of you. 
is figuring out how can I be more forgiving and understand that everybody, <laughs> everybody is the center of their universe, not you, even though we want to be. Some people we have in our orbit. <laughs> and some people are just uh, like a comet. You see them every every 500 years. So when you're in that kind of situation, it's good to stop and breathe so that there is you don't get angry, which is a whole other thing that we talk about. But breathing is a wonderful thing. I highly recommend it, especially when you feel emotional. When you feel emotional, that means that you are being uh, flooded with uh, serotonin or adrenaline or something, and that makes you not you. That means that you are crazy. And that's not helpful to any relationship or getting anything done in a human way. What about self-blame, Shake? Well, what about it? What do you think? Well, you know, you're not blaming someone else. Someone else isn't blaming you. But if there's a problem, you blame yourself. Yeah, that's uh, that's playing the victim. Okay. And uh, uh, that has a purpose, which is to make you feel bad and make you feel uh, guilty mm -hmm. and... Uh, what is the purpose of guilt? Going back to justice here. <laughs> what is the purpose of guilt? Control. Control mechanism. To control yourself or others? Um, well, mm. specifically be... others. Would it be like regret? Explain, please. Well, I think if you feel guilty about something, it's not um, always a negative. Um, it could be like a nudge to reflect and see, well, what? why am I feeling this way? What do I need to fix? Good. So... The feeling of guilt may prompt you to action and redress a, a, uh, a bad situation, fix it. That's the positive side of it, right? Yeah. I mean, Good. you might feel, you know, not feel great in the moment, but yes, that's, if that's you right. see, yes. The same with um, shame and uh, self-consciousness, all those kinds of things, they are to change our behavior um, when it's and to see it each of those things is a tool and the tool is to help change our behavior for the better however as nefs they can be distorted and turn into something as a you know they can be weaponized now I know none of you have ever had to deal with a Jewish mother or a Catholic father. So um, it, it's present in every culture. 
and it's used and it <laughs> it has been weaponized already and your job is to figure out is this is this the screwdriver or is this so that i need to change something do you understand mm-hmm. good okay so the idea of blame can be <clears throat> if if it's done nicely it's not blame it's it's uh can we fix this can we make, make this better um but okay but what if you're visiting and revisiting the same scenario and you start off by asking nicely and reminding and you and they say, I'm sorry, yes, I'll do it better next time. And then again, they forget and you keep reminding, like taking the trash, trash out, for example. Are, are we talking about children? <laughs> my, husband, my husband's not here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going there. All right. Um, like, yes, yeah, so there is a point, right, where you can only just say it so nicely mm-hmm. for so long until you do reach that point and start blaming. Right. Of course. Now you can approach it with a sense of humor, which takes the edge off and is a very Sufi way to do that. Uh, or unless you can come up with a really good story, but I'm just going off the top of my head here, just brainstorming. It's like now what's his name? Br- Brad, Brendan. Brendan. Brendan, I made a star chart for you. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because you go, and you, you're missing a couple star, stars. <laughs> Excuse me. You're missing a couple stars here, Brendan. Uh, I hope we can make them up really soon. You know, <laughs> just having fun with it because that way it's not confrontational confrontation means that you're going to start playing the same script again and and yeah. and people people when you con- confront you're going to step back and and go back into the old script rukaya are you raising your hand i was going to say maybe for other circumstances but um sometimes you can also ask like how can I support you to do this thing? Mm, that's good. So, Been there, done that. No, nah, <laughs> I was going to say, like, some cases it works, some cases it doesn't. But Oh, yeah. I mean, look, it's like um, examples. Uh, it's just, it's the reminder. And I guess it really shouldn't be a big deal for me to, how, hey, just reminding you, but yet, yeah, it does because I feel like, oh, I've got so much of my own stuff that I need to do throughout the day and the fact that I'm also, I need to remind because sometimes I may forget to remind and then that thing won't get done, right? Right. So, <laughs> so, so what we have here is a, a Neff's script. Yeah. And, and whenever you bring it up again, it goes right back to the old default. So you need to be creative here. And come up with a new idea of how to approach it, like I like I say, the star chart. Or you yeah. can say, listen, um, we're 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 gonna go digitless. Uh, what do you mean? 
I mean, I'm going to cut off one of your fingers if you don't take the trash out. (laughs) (laughs) It's silly. It makes you laugh. And that's the whole point. That's the point. What it does is it, it, it short circuits the script. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. You, I'll if, I'll I'll try that. Jake. Yeah. Thank well, you. whatever. Yeah. I'm sure you can come up with new ideas. Uh, maybe even a dart gun. <laughs> oh, there's ones with you know little suction cups on them and everything. And, and what it does is it it just breaks the whole script thing. Yeah. And that's what that's what you're trying to do. Re rewire that, and that's what that's the idea of working on nefs is you're rewiring your brain. And if it's in a relationship, you're rewiring both brains to come up with new resolutions, new solutions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and forgiving is primary. That is something, uh, and the reason why, why we say astafrila is because it cleans the heart. The heart wants to be as pure as possible. We say, we talk about polishing the heart and that the idea of the idea of blame and regrets and fantasies all put us away from the heart and our heart isn't happy with that. We want to be with Allah. So we make our heart, whatever we need to do to make that heart as clear and clean as possible. And accepting that we have regrets and taking care of them is part of the process of fighting the next. And I'll I'll post in uh, here a little movie I made about how to fight the nefs hmm. based on Lao Tzu and the art of war. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's war. Okay. Any of these others you want to talk about? Poverty and wealth, health and illness. Can we talk a little bit about poverty and wealth? Yes, my student. Yes, students. <laughs> I <laughs> I still remember going to uh, uh, college. What, what what was I taking? I was getting my master's and um, I had so little money. I had a mayonnaise sandwich. That was a big deal. All I could have was just <laughs> old white bread with mayonnaise on it. Um, these days will not last. Is that what you're concerned about? Um, I guess a little bit, yeah. I was also kind of thinking about, um, well, because I have some friends and they kind of show me a new way to think about poverty and wealth, um, like from a different perspective, like what, what does it mean to actually be wealthy versus the normal view of like having a lot of material wealth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've gone through the gratitude 
stuff? The gratitude stuff? Mm-hmm. Because that's when you all of a sudden you feel very rich. When you think about the things that you're thankful for. That you're mm. grateful for. Like you're not in a war zone. You have food. There's there's no warlord coming to take over Santa Cruz County. Um, and there's, there's going to be food tomorrow. And there's friends. You have friends. So just kind of taking account of what you're grateful for, what you already have and being, and the trick here is to thank Allah for these things because the energy works this way. When you thank Allah, Allah goes, oh, this is, this is a, this is where the energy wants to go. Let's put some more into that. When you go, I don't have this, and he has that, and I've got this kind of stuff, but they don't, I want more of that, and that, what that does is it closes down the heart, and it it it, it uh, negates the channel of energy being open. On a simple way of looking at this. Um, staying uh, open, staying positive, Connecting with Allah, and whenever you receive anything and you like it, you say, thank you. And to Allah, you say, Alhamdulillah, thank you, Allah, shukran. Ya shakur. You, you thank Allah for the good things. Uh, and even when people thank you, you pass that on to Allah because you we have no power. It's Allah that gives us power. And we say, if somebody thanks you or gives you something, you, you say, thank you, Allah. That you take it, pass it right on to Allah. That way the energy is flowing the way it should. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> thank you. I think I needed to hear that reminder. <laughs> Allah is the one that is generous. Allah is the provider, Ya Razak, Ya Wahab. And if you want, you know, if you want good things to open up to you, then you use that Ya Fatah, the opener. Ya Razak, if you want more provision, he's the provider. Uh, look on the positivity prayers for opening those doors. Do you have those? I will post I mean, them on the Australia <laughs> WhatsApp for you, for everybody. Okay, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Sure. Positivity prayers and the Nefs movie. Okay. <coughs> Yasmin? Um. I'm good shape, I think. Yeah, you're on the uh, health illness kind of yeah, stuff. let's not talk about it. Right. Some other if time. somebody else wants to. Well, the idea of, of health and illness, you know, sometimes it's about the lessons that are contained within these things. And to use them and to use all that 
comes to us as your educational material. It's programmed primarily for you. Nobody else has these lessons. They're aimed at you. Our job is to catch them. <laughs> and, well, you know, oh, this is mine. I got it. What was interesting is there's a quote from Hippocrates. And he says, if I heal you, are you willing to give up all the habits that made you ill? Yes, we say that as well. Are you willing to change so you can be healthy? Correct. Yes. And that's quite deep because mm. you really, you know, have to think of so many years of your life and what have I done wrong? I mean, like like somebody needs to tell you that, you know? Mm. Mm -hmm. so I don't have Hippocrates. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you have to experiment to find out what works for you personally. I was just watching, uh, in the middle of actually, watching The Life of Darwin. It's a movie called Creation. It's really good about how he came to the idea about uh, about how things work in uh, the environment and evolution. And he had a disease that he could not cure because they didn't know what it was at that time. And he was lactose intolerant and it just made him sick for his whole life. Um, and they just figured out what it was now. But if he had experimented as a scientist would to, you know, and, and he did for a little while give up milk and cheese and was better but he didn't follow through on that. In any, in any case, what I'm trying to say is experiment and find out what works for you. Give up something just to find out if, if it's something you need or is something that's interfering. And that's both uh, emotionally and physically. What we want to do is give up uh, anger. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't get angry. It just means that you don't act on it. And the way through anger is breath. If you can breathe, and you're, if you're angry and you breathe slowly and deeply, what you're doing is you're oxygenating your blood and pretty much dumping out the uh, hormones that are making you crazy. It takes about th one to three minutes to re-oxygenate the blood. And get rid of that. Questions, uh, Jawad? Anything you want to ask? Any more about our Muxit? Um, no, Sheikh. Uh, I was just since some time. I'm thinking about uh, the concept of uh, uh, opposites, right? So. And since I'm a student of physics as well, um, so, so the world, the creation itself is a phenomenon of opposites, uh, right? Um, uh, you need to have a positive charge and a negative charge and day and night, um, uh, past and future. Uh, so, so, and if you look at, look at, 
creation, there is a lot of energy that is required to maintain those opposites and contrasts, right? Uh, even at a macro level, um, if you don't have the energy which is expanding the universe, the universe would collapse on itself uh, uh, very soon. So, so is nothingness or, or the lack of contrast the ideal state? And that is probably somewhere in the middle and that's where we all come from. And this, this sort of a dichotomy of uh, contrast is, uh, is I hope I'm making sense, is, 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 uh, is, is an unwanted state. Well, I, I disagree with that we, we come from space. I think we come from love. Mm. All of us come from love. The universe comes from love. The universe goes back to being love. And there's the potential and the kinetic. And uh, there is not just you know, you can go into the polar opposites, but there's lots of other opposition depending on how deep into quanta you want to go. So I don't want to get into physics here. Um, unless I can wear a t-shirt that says I am a quantum mechanic. <laughs> and have a garage. <laughs> anyway, that I think that's a different topic to what. Uh, unless you can, can, unless you can pull it into Al Muxit. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah, that's the point I was trying to make, Sheikh, uh, and probably not eloquently said. Uh -huh. So, so the balance is the just the balance is keeping the those two opposites. Um, look in the universe there's exactly as much as positive charge as there is negative charge and this is why it exists right. yeah there's however if we're going to go in that direction i would say we're working against entropy and that our job being alive and being connected with allah that we keep that positivity going forward so that we can keep, uh, kind of build up a, mo a forward motion. If we stop, then we tend to start going backwards and can go into depression and anxiety and stress because then we start to feel disconnected. Being Sufi means that we stay connected and we work on being more and more connected through zikr, through service, through action, and through meditation and action. And especially during this lockdown, you know, wherever you are, whatever's going on in your part of the world, it's still very tough for everyone. And uh, part of our job is to stay positive, not just for ourselves, but for other people as well. And to create a field of good energy, of love and support and positivity, wherever we go. Uh, it doesn't mean that there, we won't walk into um, pools, pools of darkness and depression. Our job is to light it up.
or recognize it when you're you're in one of those pits and get yourself out of there. Your job is just to be with the law as much as possible. Okay? I'm not disagreeing with you, Jawad. I'm just saying this is what we have to deal with right now. Okay? Yes, Sheikh. Very good. All right. Uh, Rukaya, anything that you wanted to go into? Um, I was just thinking with the poverty and wealth, um, probably just adding to what we were saying before, um, the emotional side of things, as in um, more like who you have around and those sort of support networks or lack thereof. Okay. Uh, what about that? Um, just thinking, like, as I said, like, wealth isn't just monetary and physical in that sort of, um, shall we say, superficial sort of level. Um, <clears throat> but I guess you could call it wealth of the heart in terms of if you have strong connections and strong um, support systems around you, whether that's within yourself or through the others that are around you, that is, it, it's love. It's, it's a huge form of wealth in that way. That's right. And you feel disconnected from life and you feel poor in a way if you don't have those systems and that can lead to things like depression and all of that. So just, yeah, just thinking about it on a different level with that one. Yes. Um, the heart is the most valuable thing you have in this life. Everything else can come and go. But without your heart and the feeling of being connected to Allah, that gives you purpose. That gives you source of why you're here. You're here to be connected with Allah. So that is the pearl of priceless this it's the thing that makes sense out of everything nurture your heart find the things that give you nourishment <clears throat> and and give your heart um, compassion and mercy and through forgiveness and through being equitable in your own self in other words to be muxit in how you approach life that Keep things moderate. You don't go to, to extremes so that you can guide your energy. And as uh, Lao Tzu says, uh, is it Lao Tzu? No. Tin whistle. It's just a second. I can't remember his name. Anyway, it's the Dao Te Ching. And it says, be like water. In other words, just keep an idea of how the energy is going Where's the energy right now? What what do I need to do to find the way that is easiest so that your heart can be at peace? Where you find difficulties, find ways and strategies to move through it. 
I'm here <laughs> almost all the time uh, for the because of the lockdown. So you can call me, text me, whatever you want, and we'll work through whatever you need to work on. So that's my job. So use me. Comments, questions? All good? Yes. Excellent. Thank you, everybody. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, Sheikh. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Salam alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi Center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment, rental, services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.